or anyone from the past ever come back and you see where are they now? Yep, we do get some come back and we do get some that gain employment here. So, yeah, and, you know, some of them that have come back after, you know, I have a favourite story of a young man that came in suffering severe anxiety and he, after a couple of years, left and got a job and he'll come back every year and just say thank you. So, Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. It's Charlene here and we're here for another episode of Guess What I Learned from My Community. Okay, so, oh, listen, today I have been waiting for this for weeks and I'm just really excited. We're actually here at the Glandor Community Centre and we're going to be doing a great episode about the history of the Glandor Community Centre. So it's rich with knowledge and information. We're so excited to hear what's actually happening about the centre and where it's going in the future. So today I have a community coordinator and her name is Kathleen Day. So hi, Kathleen. Hi. So I'm really pleased and I'm so happy that you're here today because you're going to be discussing with everyone about the history about Glandor, you as a coordinator as we at present, and what you see for Glandor Community Centre now that we're in 2020. Just if you can just tell everyone just about yourself and about how you came about being a great coordinator. Thank you for calling me a great coordinator. <laughs> Uh, so I've been here at Glandor for 10 years. Uh, I had my 10-year anniversary in 2019 and I came here just after both my children started school and I had learnt during their playgroup years how important community centres were. So that sort of drove me down this path of being a real community, community-minded person and, and wanting to give back to the community. And so this sort of fits me, um, as you'd say, a round peg in a round hole. So it's a really good fit. Yeah. And have you always been in the position of coordinating and ensuring that, you know, everything is run smoothly or have you moved around when you've been at the Glandor Community Centre? So when I started, I was here on a 25-hour-a-week contract with City of Marion and um, I was the only person here other than a manager which managed the four centres. So it was kind of really quiet. We took over the centre uh, back in 2009 as a City of Marion. Before that, it was run by an incorporated body. So you sort of had a transition into management and became the fourth of the community centres throughout the City of Marion. Uh, so from there, um, as the programs have increased, as we've got busier, as things have expanded, we've needed to do more work, more hours, and now um, I'm here full-time as a coordinator. So I sort of started off just being the solo, and now we've got a couple of people under me. So, You know what? I have to admit, though, because I really um, I really appreciate and I really am passionate about my podcast, what, just stepping out of my car, Kathleen, just stand there and you stare. So, you, you know... I can't even explain it, everyone. I know if you go onto the Facebook page, you'll be able to see the beautiful photos that I'm going to be putting up about the Glendale Community Centre. It is really magical to look at because it has historical buildings. And this is what we're getting into at the moment, everyone. So if you are ever in Adelaide, which is in South Australia, uh, Glendale Community Centre is one of the four centres that the Marion Council has. So Glendale Community Centre is based in the Southern District of Adelaide, which is in South Australia. And please, if you're ever in the area, uh, please come, come over here and just come and see the buildings. Pop into reception and say hello. There are so many events. There are so many things happening over here. So Glendale Community Centre is continuously updating the website. Um, they have a great newsletter that's always productive, always happening. And it's for young and old. Each and every one of those rooms are being used. And what Kathleen is going to explain to me, because 
Personally, I do understand and I have good knowledge about the history of this place. But Kathleen, can you please just, let's start from the beginning. These buildings are really incredible and really amazing, but they all have played a part in South Australian history. How? What was, what was the beginning? How did it all begin here? 1890 is the year these buildings were built and they were built with the purpose of making a girls reformatory so the naughty girls of Adelaide would have somewhere to go um, and they would be reformed to go back into society. So when you're saying reformed uh, naughty girls are you talking about misplaced girls is that what you're saying? Not necessarily Uh, it could be that the parents have deemed the children to be uncontrollable so they end up in this place quite often. Quite often it was the promiscuous children that were put in here because because that was deemed to be very inappropriate in those years. So very naughty girls. Uh, They um, would be placed here and reformed. So they would be taught things like how to do the laundry, how to do the cooking, you know, basic chores. And they would be sent out to homes to assist in homes. Um, And if they misbehaved in those homes, they'd be sent back to reformatory. And if they um, behaved themselves, they'd be sent back out and placed again. And and the the idea was eventually they would become young, proper women, go off, get married and have children of their own. And so what was this, 1890? you were saying? 1890. So I guess, my gosh, because, you know, now we're in 2020, that I guess back then, no, girls were not allowed to behave this way. Oh, my gosh, Catherine, are you saying in those days, yeah, like you had to be prim and proper, you had to be a certain way as a female? Yeah, definitely. You had to present in a certain way and the expectations were that you would marry, you would have children and that was your life. You didn't go out, didn't get a job. In fact, if you were employed when you got married, you had to give up your employment. So it was a case of these these children, these girls that were all under the age of 18 were taught the skills needed to become a proper young lady. Did a lot of these ladies um, and girls, did they get married from here? Did they, did they, do you know what's happened with them? So the records from this particular set of buildings, so from Glandor as to what happened to them, who came through these doors, have all been destroyed. Through. <gasps> and it's not it's not intentionally destroyed, but they've either been flooded or damaged or fire or whatever. So unfortunately, there's really no records that show who came through. There are records in South Australia that would tell you the type of women that came through, and quite possibly they did come through here, but it's def- it's just not available in writing to say this was definitely who was here. So so if anyone's listening, and you know, please come and see Kathleen or get in contact via the website, and I'll put a link below if anyone has any information or any fantastic stories that they wish to contribute because unfortunately as you said there was a fire we would love to hear it we would just love to have anyone who would have any sort of information photographs if anyone's got old photographs as well, they'll be fantastic. There's no photographs known to be of the Glandor reformatory eras. Yeah, so we've got photos of boy home industrial school times, but none of the girls' home times. So, so. well, photography at those times obviously would have been scarce to get yeah. photos. So there's a few photos around of reformatories around South Australia, but nothing that's specified to be a photo from here. It could be, again, that they just never existed. Uh, it could be that they have been destroyed over time, yeah. you know, and number of things you know sometimes even if they're put into archives the archives aren't cared for properly or there happens to be a mishap or whatever and things you know it doesn't work out so we've lost that history so how long did the girls reformatory go for 
only eight years and that's because the boys were currently housed at that time the boys were housed on a hulk which is a ship off the semaphore off of semaphore and it was deemed to be unseaworthy so that's of course where you're going to house the boys and it got so bad and the health got so bad and the conditions got so bad they urgently needed somewhere to put the boys uh, so they decided to split the girls here so any protestant girls went to red ruth jail at borough and any of the catholic girls went to a catholic manse in tanunda and um, then the boys moved in here and then it was a boys boys come industrial school come boys home a variety of different things right up until 1972 wow what was what what sort of information would you have about the boys reformatory were they called boys reformatory as well it was boys home so it was either the edwardstown home the glandor boys home the industrial schools had a number of different names over the time our suburb actually changed its boundaries so we've lost the edwardstowns across the road now Um, (laughs) but yeah so we've kept the glandor name um again because we're dealing with children's history, it becomes really sensitive and some details aren't available. So a lot of history from these eras aren't available until it's 100 years has lapsed. So we're looking in 2020 at what happened in 1920 is just being released and available for us to see. So again, it's kind of putting pieces together. And some of this can be put together by having conversations with people that were here, obviously getting scarcer to get somebody from 2020 <laughs> exactly oh my goodness what 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 are you saying to me so are you saying that each one of these buildings because when look please see the photos as well and please see what, what we're talking about because this podcast will make a lot more sense and, and it's it's really quite a beautiful beautiful land here with amazing buildings Oh, well, all the rooms used. Mm. Yeah, so um, we've got, like you say, a number. We, When you think community centre, you think a, a building yes. with rooms. What you get with our community centre is a park with a village. So we've got lots of different buildings of lots of different sizes that all initially had very different purposes to what they are now. We've got a number of buildings that were used as dormitories. When the boys' home came on board, they actually expanded the amount of children. So when the girls were here, we had between 12 and 16 children. When the boys were here, uh, towards the latter years, we had over 100 children on this site. Wow, that's crazy. So we actually have around about 16 buildings that used to be here that are no longer here, but all but one of the original buildings actually still features here. So the laundry has since been destroyed, but every other building. So we've got dormitories, we've got the sick room and solitary confinement, and we've got the original woodwork room and blacksmith. That's all there as part of. So both the boys and the girls were expected to work, um, I presume, um, that the girls would be doing laundry and, and the boys, they, they you know, they're not just here to, to live, they were expected to do some sort of work is that correct yeah and not just work um the girls would do mending and and and, and laundry for local businesses the boys would learn skills so in okay. the boys home era they actually had school on site so they'd attend classes and it was just like a normal school but it was housed in the center uh, they had a woodwork room so that they could go and learn skills so they could go yeah. off and get a job so so did a lot of these uh, boys and girls get adopted or fostered out out around south australia Yep, so there was a lot of fostering happen and some of that would be for foster holidays. So they would go off and they would foster for maybe three weeks or maybe a month or two months yeah. and then they come back. And quite, quite often they would end up in full-time foster oh, as well. That's really great, you know. They just see positivity to be a part of a family as well. Wow, that's really amazing. What happened, Catherine, after the boys' home? What happened with the centre then? 
So the boys' home closed in 1972, took on a few different identities after that time. Uh, it was a, an Aboriginal school for uh, four years. Oh, okay. And that Aboriginal school was actually moved down the road, down South Road a little bit further. But um, after that, it sort of fell into disrepair and it got, you know, squatters moved in, there were fires set, there was a lot of uncertainty about the future of the buildings. They were kind of really rack and ruin. And the locals got pretty sick of the fire engines attending, of the, you know, the mess that was around and it was in disrepair. So they petitioned the government. They sent out notices to the government and said, like, we've got to do something about this. This is an interesting place. It's interesting history. You know, we need to preserve it. So they actually got the ear of the Speaker of the House that was in Parliament at the time, um, John Traynor. And he, he got on board and he was very passionate and he actually managed to get the government of the time on side and they actually sold off the back portion of land which was vacant at that time and they've put in community housing, they've put in private housing and the money that went from the sale of that land was reinvested into the restoration of this centre and that was about $2 million 30 years ago. So that was... And a that's lot a money. lot of money for us, you know, a suburban lifestyle and everyone to rally around that you know so they had no idea where this was going to go where this investment of the two million dollars is going to go but they obviously knew that there was potential that the community did see potential and probably needed that facilities so definitely so we're a lovely green space area so we're in a part of the park when you think about it from boys' home era, it wasn't quite so. They had seven-foot corrugated iron fences oh. all the way around the building. Wow. So the, the children were literally locked in for most of the time. Wow, I didn't know that. Because if you look at it, it's just so open and spacious. Yeah, so part of the transformation. Yeah. Those fences did come down before the boys' home closed when the first of what we call public servants came on board and youth workers and they petitioned that the boys weren't actually in prison here. They should be allowed to come and go as they please. And, and that was Jim's. Slade, who was uh, the orchestrated the real changes to how the government's dealt with the children in boys' homes. So yeah. he got those fences taken down. And now you look at it and you go, wow, it's, it is inviting, it's friendly, it's green, it's a real community area. You've got community bar because you've got a playground. Um, you know, so it looks like a place you want to be. This is what I love about it is that you are, like you and, and, and everyone, the volunteers, everyone have just, you have respected the buildings, have respected just the land and how it, it is. I noticed that you have a plaque as well. So we've got a room that we're focusing all our history in. So there's a number of photos that we have, articles and newsletter articles, letters, etc. that sort of explain the history right from reformatory days up to the West Home days and explains why and how things worked there. There is the memorial plaque in the garden as well in the park so that's set right in the centre of the grounds but in terms of history tours on history month now in May are we not every year but we do run tours we welcome people to come along and that's always advertised in the history brochure the history month brochure uh, last year being that the center was 30 years old we had a big event congratulations yeah so we've come of age and uh, <laughs> And um, we actually opened all of the buildings for a tour. So we actually had volunteers in each of the buildings and we did a history on each of those buildings. So you could walk into what we call Slade Building and where we're sitting doing this is actually in what was the matron's bedroom. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you could get an article and you could actually do a self-guided tour and explain the rooms, what the purpose of the room was used and how it might have changed architecturally. So where her window was is now a doorway because there's been an extension where the fireplace was is now a wall. So you could see what was here and you can see 
what is here and it's a really good way of and then as well you know we had the boys come down and say there used to be a classroom here or this is what happened there or the chicken pens used to be over there yeah right okay Mm. do you reckon anyone has done a sketch of where things were in all the buildings on the main building so are we we're sitting in the main building yeah yeah. this was the admin building yeah so the office where the people would be checked in was behind us and the classroom is next to us and we've got the the matron's bedroom and then we've got a sitting room which is now our computer room so so what about like has anyone done renovations here found anything you know how you hear about people finding things behind in a wallpaper or under the under on the carpets underneath did any of you you guys ever have any sort of Anything like that happen? I keep hoping we'll find some great yeah. treasure or something really interesting. We had the whole floor taken out of Clark um, a couple of years ago and it was completely redone. And when the boys dug it all up, I said, oh, do you know what you find underneath? And they said, well, we found an entire packet of unopened cigarettes, <laughs> one one bowling shoe and an, an egg. Oh, what? Okay. And other than that, the only other find they had was a petrified cat, which must have way under the floorboards initially and then perished. And so now the egg, wow. the, the cigarettes and the shoe have been removed, but the cat still lays there and I know exactly where it is in the hallway. So oh. <laughs> that's been the most exciting find, which is kind of depressing. But yeah. Look, I don't know. I know you guys have a Halloween celebrations here. Maybe that should be a part of it as well. Uh, we did actually the cat did feature in the history week so yeah it is in memorial <laughs> oh that, that's incredible look honestly because I um I know that we did a time capsule in our house and I was only like four years old and this is um here in Adelaide and I swear i must have dug up so many different places three years ago and there's mud and dirt and grass cut up everywhere because I can't for the life of me remember where that time capsule was but maybe have you guys thought about doing a time capsule as well now that you've done 30 years would you consider doing something like that we have a time capsule oh you have a time capsule so it's a bit unofficial, but at the same time, when the boys were doing the flooring in Clark, we had this last minute thought of, you know, we should put something under there. Nothing was found under there. We should put something under there. Yeah. So we put together very hurriedly a plastic box and sealed it all up with yeah. some things in there, like um, a white pages, you know, a yeah. newsletter from the centre of that day, yeah. some photos of us as staff and what we loved about the centre. We wrote a little bit of a story in there about ourselves. We wrote some predictions in there. So it was when um, Kate, and wheels were having their first baby so we predicted what you know they were going to do what when Port Power was going to win you know all these crazy predictions and Port Power is a Australian football team that that's just Kathleen I'm just I've got this biggest grin on my face this is absolutely hilarious I want to hear from everyone comment below just let me know if you've got a time capsule have you ever thought about doing a time capsule as well what you expect in the future and if you've got any any memorials any anything that you can remember just let us know let us know below so yeah so that got sealed under the under there and they tell me the floors could last for 100 years so I may not be around when it's pulled up again <gasps> listen I you have to come back when you're like 50 or 60 when you're retired here you have to you have to let us know because it's just going to be an absolute laugh when you see a photo of yourself as well as a newsletter because when we look at all the old newspapers and all the all we do it's all fascinating it's fascinating how things were and how at the time we thought it was completely acceptable it's great no mm. and you'd be like oh my gosh why is everything everything should be online or <laughs> i know it's a bit like perms in the 80s they were a great idea <laughs> yeah. at the time that's exactly right that is so funny Uh, with 
the centre now, it is absolutely bustling. It, it, there's always an event happening. It's, you know, Tay, if you've been following me with all my other episodes, all the different centres have events. They have their own. I mean, everyone would have yoga, which is really important and we absolutely encourage it. But they have, Glandor Community Centre does have, like Coinda Kitchen, they have their own cafe. It's a little bit smaller and intimate, but it faces the gardens. And so does anything else happen? Is it just a cafe or do they have encourages about eating well? Do they have programs like that? Yeah, well, we've got a multitude of program programs. In fact, our cafe every Saturday is a drop-in come coffee and cake type, really casual affair. But every Saturday, there's a different program on. So we've just done um, paper making. You can do floristry. You might be able to do bees, how to keep bees at home or how to attract native bees, how to attract butterflies, how to compost. This weekend, it's silk painting. You've got a whole variety. It might be macrame. So there's a whole lot of things. And we try and do it that it's different every week so that it gives people an opportunity to find something. It's like a come and try. Well, I've always thought I might be interested, but not real sure if I want to invest in the time or money. But two hours on a Saturday, I can give that up and go and do it. Exactly. We're all busy. We're all busy during the days. And, and, you know, if if Saturdays are available, and thank you so much for opening up Glendor Community Centre on a Saturday for that. So you're basically encouraging people people that you you can just give things a try and not to feel like I I, I can't do it people are going to judge me and so forth you're you're reducing that mentality basically encouraging confidence and reducing isolation Mm -hmm. and that's what you're basically doing at Glandor Mm -hmm. yeah and by doing all of that then you improve social you know skills you improve mental health you improve how does someone feels about themselves and gets out and, and, and their physical health as well so and it doesn't have to involve go out and do a, a get fit you know super duper exercise program no. it can be those simple little steps that you take that can help make your life really better and fuller in the long term that you've just hit the nail on the head that is exactly what I knew, we all knew, you know, that the Marion Community Centres, they do produce this. This is their policy. This is what they aim, all of them, all four of them aim to do. But the fact that, I love the fact that you're saying that, you know, all ages can be a part of this. So everything is flat here at Glendale Community Centre. There are no steps, you know, for you to reach to the next building and so forth. So please come over and check it out or even just have a coffee. Just come here with a book and sit here outside. There's benches out here to just enjoy this beautiful view and and take a walk in in the Glendale Community Garden as well that you have there. So, Kathleen, guess what I learned from my community? What did you learn? Listen, I can tell you so much right now. I have learned that there has been so much rich history, more than it's a history of what people bring to this community as well, and people celebrating how far this place has come. They want to keep it going by attending events, by understanding about workshops, by just celebrating the life that we have and that Glandor, the suburb itself, has welcomed the girls' reformatory and the boys' home. They want to encourage people everywhere around Adelaide to come down and just appreciate and understand the importance of the Glandor suburb. So with the Glandor Community Centre, it's the volunteers that have come around here and just made 
a massive change, a massive difference of showing people around, respecting the areas. Volunteering as a whole is something that you do in an interim. So if you're looking for a job, volunteering is a great way to go and, and get a foot in the door because you find people to network with, you get skills and you get referees. Yeah. So, you know, someone can say, well, I volunteer at Glandor and, and the boss will say that, you know, I'm on time and I'm punctual and I dress neat and I'm a nice person to be with. Yeah. And that all goes down the path. And so quite often my volunteers, and we have 65 generally at any one time here. So <gasps> 65 volunteers. Mm, so they'll come through They'll and there's those that are retired and are happy to stay, but there's oh, those that nice. are looking for work. And then we kind of just that stepping stone. So yeah. people will come through, gain some skills, gain some confidence, learn something new, and then they go off and get a job. And sure. so we just become that stepping stone in their path. And it's a really good easy stepping stone yeah. to make also your staff like i cannot believe you must all have a fitbit honestly because you must be walking around to all the different buildings checking out things the safety as well like it is so quiet here it is such a comfortable quiet it's i know it's it's in between it's not on a main road but I feel really safe being here and I hope everyone encourages that as well and, and just keeps that up and keeps it going. So what is it you're hoping to see for the future of Glandor Community Centre? It's a tricky one because I think what we see is what dry, is driven by the community. So what mm. community wants, what community needs, the feedback we get from our program. So we're always looking to try something new and venture down a different path and experiment a little bit. So we try and keep it new and fresh and, and current. Well, it's not always the same programs every year, is it? No, definitely not. So uh, we have some of the same programs. So you can always come to Pilates, you can always come to yoga, you can always come to painting, but then you could try chocolate chocolate making or you could try macrame or you could try watercolors or clay work or you yeah. could do something in the garden so yeah. um we try and then there could be a different event so it could be the history event it could be a halloween event it could be the carols yes. it could be international women's day it could be a celebration of something completely different so we're always looking for different avenues people you know people can send us suggestions emails feedback that's where we get our, our driving force from to continue with what we're doing and i love that because i always encourage my listeners to to do that to please be involved somewhere i know you, even if you're not here in adelaide you know please comment below because Glendale Community Centre they want to enrich and do more for everyone and it's not just for the local community they, they want to enrich and do more for, for, for literally everyone and they want you to understand and I guess that's what we need to understand is inclusion I mean the, the boys home and the girls reformatory somehow they were included in 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 some sort of way or format of what you were saying like sewing or doing some handiwork our classes you know we try and keep them as inclusive as possible so we don't have a men's shed we have a woodwork and therefore we have a lot of women that have come through in fact our oldest participant was a 92 year old female wow that's crazy um, we have uh, Pilates. Uh, we have both men and women come to the Pilates class. Yeah. And like you said, it makes a difference. And you've probably familiarised and, and met these people so many times that you've noticed a difference in their behaviour and attitude by just being a part of the Glandor Community Centre. Yeah, it's always really satisfying when you have someone nervous to walk through the door, not sure what they want to do, not sure if that's really for them, and they'll come and try one thing or try another thing, and then they find their thing, their, the thing that excites them, that they're passionate about, that interests them, that they have fun doing, or it might be that they've met someone in that program that they love to have a chat with, so they come back each week and do it. And then from that, they might venture onto another thing or another thing. And when you see people grow in themselves and 
and what they achieve from that, what they're getting out of that, that's that's where our successes are. So it's not about the money. It's not about no, making you know. It's about the connections. We're all about the connections. So That is beautiful. Catherine, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity. And I'm really, really happy to hear that celebration of the Glandor history, mm-hmm. celebration that you or every year you will always remember it you'll always be thankful for the people that come through the doors and tell you the history about this place and yeah I really wish you and your staff and your volunteers all the very best because you've done a wonderful job and I really look forward to putting up the photos and sharing this beautiful place with everyone it sounds great thank you thank you